Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Ali, good to be with you again this week, and uh, I'm excited about our call. We got uh, um, some great feedback with regards to our call last week, and if you did not hear that call uh, with regards to the interview that we, we, we did, um, I'll let Ali recap it just real quickly. Uh, and then we're going to move into another big surprise that we have for you. So, Allie, you want to recap what the last week yeah, was? Yeah, well, well, last week was exciting. I mean, I'm still like a kid in a candy store because we talked and we interviewed Curtis Sliwa, the head and founder of the Garden, Guardian of Angels, who I literally grew up watching as a martial artist. You know, In fact, uh, uh, I, I trained in Ridgewood, Queens, and I traveled to Manhattan and different the tri-boroughs, the different areas in the city. And uh, I'd often see Guardians of Angels, and then I'd see them on the news quite often, and Mayor Giuliani would have interviews with them. And it was just a really er a cool era where the community was kind of watching over their community, and these guys were proud. They were like soldiers. You know, they weren't getting paid. They, they had chapters, you know, similar to like biker gangs, except they were the good guys, you know. But anyway, we got to interview him, which is really cool. But I, I'm really I'm, – I'm excited about that, but – you know, this was another kid in the candy store kind of moment where I got to sit with and you and I got to sit with at the Action Martial Art Hall of Fame by Sifu Allen Goldberg, his dinner that he does. And we got to sit with the world-renowned, um, I mean, movie star, stunt coordinator. Uh, and, you know, when people always say, oh, he's an actor, but he's not a real martial artist or he's a coordinator, but he's not a real <laughs> Artist. Well, this guy is pretty much the legend when it comes to full contact kickboxing. It's Benny the Jet Urquidez, right? And uh, I remember watching him in uh, Roadhouse and one of my favorite movies of all times, watching Patrick Swayze kick butt. And he did all the choreography for that and he did a few scenes in the movie. Um, I remember seeing him uh, fighting in the ring. I just recently saw some great footage of him with the Ed Parker karate team, and it was him and Joe Lewis and, you know, a whole bunch of other legends and Benny Urquidez fighting, no holes barred, you know, bare-knuckle sparring. You know, no pads, not like what we do in our tournaments with face shields and groin protectors and chest protectors. I mean, these guys were bare-knuckle, punching each other, getting stitches. It was real fighting, you know. It was pretty serious stuff, and, you know, we got to interview him, and, uh, man, what an interesting guy. I couldn't believe, like, you know, he was a... Uh, so much, so much more, and I don't mean this as a negative, but so much more well articulated and, and you know, intelligent, you know, as far as his philosophies and his, his, you know, uh, his ideas and the, the level of understanding of how the martial arts helps people and helps children and helps the community and um, why it's so valuable. And I got to meet his wife, who was a, she's a medicine woman. They're both American Indian. I didn't know that, so him and I connected pretty well on that, too, because I'm American Indian also. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was so cool uh, to hear him talk with a passion about why he believes martial arts to be so valuable. I mean, what, do you remember any of the other cool stuff that he had said? Well, I think the things that, that stuck with me was, because um, he may, I primarily – I mean, he talked about martial arts as a whole, but primarily for kids and how, how uh, it was, in, it, you know, invaluable in his life and how that, uh, you know, he wants that to be translated into the fact that it's invaluable for the, 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 the kids' lives of, of today and how important that is. And I, I, like for me, for my mindset, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't grow up watching him. I, you know, I mean, I know of him. Uh, it was, it was, uh, I was not a kid in the candy shop when, <laughs> when yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, don't get me wrong. Uh, it no, was very, I very, okay. 
you know, but it, I think the things that I liked best about him was how humble, uh, how genuine, how caring he was. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. of course, and, and uh, of course, he could have kicked my butt. But you know, just I don't know. It was just just a different feel than I thought that you would get from somebody that was, you know, that well known and that popular and and obviously you know that good of a martial artist. And and then to for him to be such an advocate for kids doing martial arts, of course, my marketing brain was going, okay, all right, how can I use this to my advantage, you know, right. with, with Benny the Jet, you know, um, you know, in, in, in marketing and, and, and persuading people that, you know, martial arts and then specifically my program is going to be the best thing, of, you know, since sliced bread that they could do for their child. So, um, yeah. You know, forgive me, listeners. Uh, my my marketing brain never turns off, unfortunately. And it's uh, there's, <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing, you know, as long as it's well placed. But I, you know, and that's what I love. We did when it was great. And that's what I love about you and I, Dwayne, because you know, depending on how we see things, you and I see things the same way. I believe, like, if you looked at it as a bubble, and we threw all our ideas out many of them would all be in the bubble, um, you know, and maybe you and I would have different ideas maybe outside the bubble, but a few here and there. However, within the bubble, you and I think almost, you know, identically. However, um, we may shade it in different colors. I'm just kind of trying to paint a mental picture for people who are listening where, you know, um, yeah, you know, I'm hearing him talk and I'm going, wow, parents should hear this. They you know, you know, and I'm saying, wow, if the parents could hear his speech, maybe they'd be understanding. However, the sad reality in our in the real world is if they don't know who this guy is, he's not really an authority to them. But back for me, I'm going like, wow, this is like gold, right? You know, but for them, they might be, oh, it's just this guy talking about martial arts. Yeah, you know, that's why, you know, you have him up because he likes what you do. You know, so right. if you had... You know, if you had like a, I don't know, uh, an authority like Oprah Winfrey talking about it, all her fans would be flocking to martial arts schools. So it really all depends about the relevance of what it is. But I, I love the fact that you and I will we'll look at that and we'll go like, wow, this is, this is a way for us to validate to our, our clients and to the people listening to, you know, the fans of this podcast um, that believe in what you and I say that, you know, the martial arts has such value to it that sometimes school owners, and I think there's three things. One, they might not know what they, what they are and what they do. Or two, they're too humble and afraid because they want to look humble and they, and they are humble um, to be able to speak about what they do with that passion because it almost sounds like they're bragging and they're selling and they're marketing, right? And the third thing is that I think that sometimes as a school owner, we're, we're so afraid of talking about ourselves, we stay quiet because it seems disingenuous, cocky, with an ego. When in reality, if we're not talking about it, then who is? If we don't, you know, we got to get our staff to and our program managers to. But, um, you know, we have, to, we have to let people know what's special about what we do. Uh, about why our school is different than Joe. Not, not, I'm a better, I hate like, when people say, like, and I have a few friends that all they talk about is how great their martial arts school is and how they're the best around and all this other stuff. They don't need to be the best around. They need to be the best at what they do. And if they're the best at what they do, then they'll be the best in their market than anyone else um, for their uniqueness. So I think that the problem is, is we don't recognize that. We're afraid to talk about it. We're embarrassed. We think that people will think badly about it. But if we don't do it, then who will? So I, and right. just that's what I get out of that, and I'm sorry that I kind of went on a tangent, but I think that that's part of what you and I see. 
right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, is there anything, I mean, I know that we want to get to the audio for, um, you know, our listeners to be able to hear Benny, but is there anything else that we need to set up or talk about prior to uh, letting, you know, Benny take us home, if you will? I think that uh, the only thing is people that are listening, you know, enjoy it. You know, please share it with your friends. You know, you always say this to me, but I, I'll, I'll say it this time is, you know, it's available on our podcast or either you could sign up on iTunes. It will also, it will, I know I have it said on my phone that the minute it gets uploaded to iTunes, it reminds me that a new podcast is available to me. You could do it on your Android phone. You can listen to it on the website. We always post it on most of the main martial arts school pages on Facebook. But um, if you have a friend and you don't look at them as the enemy um, and they're your martial art friend, share this with them and share it with people you know that could benefit, maybe even having your staff if you could trust them and you should if they're your staff, but, you know, um, share with them, uh, you know, the, the knowledge that you have on these podcasts so they become better staff members for you. And uh, I think that sums it up. So uh, what do you think? You want to bring it to the I, interview? I think so. Without further ado, we have... Uh, uh, Benny the Jet, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So hi, it's Ali Alberigo here for School Owner Talks and, and taking it to the next level, School Owners Club. I'm honored to be here with the legend, you know, the, the legend in kickboxing, Benny Yakitas, Benny the Jet. And uh, I, I just love listening to you speak. Uh, could you give the people, the school owners out there, words of advice or even the students that are coming up, but just why the martial arts is so important? Well, you know, first of all, the martial arts was meant to be a way of life. It wasn't, you know, when we say self-defense, it's about defending. But defending what? Defending the mind, defending the body, defending the soul. Because mental warfare, physical warfare, spiritual warfare, character warfare, all have energy that attacks. School owners that understand the art of war. The art of war is about defending energy that attacks and it can be in any way sometimes it can be verbal sometimes physical sometimes even a spiritual attack which is negative and dark or it can be attacked with weapons but understanding one thing is being able to pass information because again me being a school owner, me being a teacher, my job is to give my students tools that they'll be able to use in their life, not just in the street, but in everywhere they go. And that's pretty much about what the art to me in defense is. To me, it's more teaching how to defend than how to actually strike. And we learn to fight so we don't have to. So I think that uh, it's pretty much what the art is. Yeah. Do you think now, I mean, you've seen the martial arts of, I mean, we did a fundraiser 20, 30 years ago together. Um, and now, have you seen the martial arts changing over the years, the, the nature of what it is? Is it more sport-based now or is it too commercialized? Or what, what's your thoughts on that? Or are you happy with the way things have been progressing and so on? Well, you know, actually, it's not so much the way the art is going right now because, again, sometimes you have... Okay, memorize martial arts or you have ownership martial arts. And memorized martial arts is when other schools are just selling it okay, and just for the money base. I mean, we all have to make money to keep the doors open and so forth, yes, because we're teaching. 
we're teaching them a way. But at the same time, when you teach somebody memorize martial arts, a lot of the students that are black belts, I ask them, do you believe that you can defend yourself? 99.0% said, no, I don't believe I can defend myself from what I know. And I said, so you have a black belt? They said, yes, I do have a black belt, but I really, if somebody attacked me, I'm not sure I can defend myself with it. The ones that own the material, eh, I asked them, do you think say absolutely? My art, I own this. I can do it without thinking. I can defend myself. So I think right now the way martial arts is going, because again, now with MMA out going in, ground and pound, to me, I started it back in 73, full contact karate, but to where it's gone, I don't see any honor in grounding and pounding. Hey, somebody on the ground. So, everybody right now, mixed martial arts in the 60s or 70s was taboo. Oh, you cannot go to a Kempo school if you're a Shotokan. You cannot go to Shotokan if you're Taekwondo. But now, everybody's mixing everything. They're all going into different schools and so forth. And I think it's became such a business where where everybody's just grabbing things. You know, grabbing things instead of staying true to their art, they're just grabbing different arts and, and saying, oh, that's that sounds cool, let's use that. So now, you have in martial arts, you're having, uh, you know, they're doing um, aerobics, you know, they're doing, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I can't remember the, the name of what they're, but they're mixing, they're mixing in, so it's not, the martial art is no longer pure martial arts. It's a mixture of aerobics, a mixture of uh, some gatas and wazas and grab arts, some gymnastics, some, and, and they're, they're just trying to survive and putting things in, right. into this pot. So, and I agree, I agree 100%. It's, I say that all the time to my students, is that find an art that's complete traditionally complete and pure and you never have to look elsewhere and I say it's almost like the pyramid was uh, initially martial arts was everything and then they got broken down to be nothing and now they're trying to put them all back together again but they're doing it incorrectly so uh, that's very profound what you said about it and this mind and the body and the spirit so I appreciate that I hope the listeners just absolutely love it thank you so much for being here with us and thank you sir it's an honor for me to have you here My pleasure.